Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer on the Gulf Coast for the last eight years. And uh, we always start off our show with a prayer. In the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, thank you for letting us have this show. Uh, please, could you help us be able to continue to serve our community and serve our game to be able to keep it growing, especially from the early days when Miss Pat Caffarella was involved, uh, getting things uh, going Um uh, that uh, I pray for her, the repose of her soul again. I pray for that uh, we'll be able to continue to carry the torch to the next generation. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Well, I'm not going to lie to all y'all, I am exhausted. I had a couple games in Baton Rouge this weekend for club, and I, I am just ready for high school soccer to start. Club soccer is so exhausting for coaching directors. Uh, I guess you'd have to be one to understand it, but, you, you know, it's just too much um, to do, and it's really not – I can't do it all. I, I really can't. I've neglected a lot of my younger teams in order to try to um, make a U18 girls team work, and it's just been really frustrating. Anyway, I'm going to continue the fight, continue to try to help soccer grow here where I live on the West Bank and in this wonderful state of ours in the Gulf Coast region. It's been really good to see how good soccer is on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi uh, in the few times that I had a chance to see it uh, this uh, fall season. Uh, tonight's show is going to be pretty simple. We're going to talk about the LCSL standings of, the, of, of some really, really big games that happened this weekend. And then we're going to talk to you about uh, the um, the executive board meeting that I went to for the LHSAA last week, and um, uh, some interesting proposals, um, an interesting process about the proposals. I like to bring up to your attention. Um, it was good. I, it was good that all the coaches that did go uh, went. And uh, we, I learned a lot. And uh, you can always teach an old dog a new trick. I think uh, so. Anyhow, y'all sit back, um, we'll, and we'll cover the LCSL uh, results next on Monday Night Football. Your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Well, let's jump right into it. The Louisiana Cage Classic Soccer League standings for the males, U19 group. Um, there's five teams in it, and Baton Rouge Black is on the top of the tables. Um, they have had no recent games because they're really focused on, I guess, high school. But U18 group had some games this week. Um, Cajun Fury Academy is in first place with the Mandeville Lakers Elite in second. And some results from that um, recent results are the Mandeville Lakers Elite beat South Tangy 7-0. Cajun Fury beat Louisiana Fire Juniors O2B team 8-2. So that's men's uh, U18 Division One and Division Two. Now, when it comes to the girls, U18 Division, uh, Covington Tammany Tigers is in first place with Dynamo Juniors. Uh, in second place, there's only four teams with the girls U18. Kind of disappointing result for me personally. 
But the results were Homa Thibodeau, Lady Hawks, O2s, tied the Dynamo Juniors, O2s, 2-2. Two two. And the Covington Tammany Tigers beat Baton Rouge Black 10 to nothing, And uh, that's a result uh, um, worth noting. And uh, U19 Division One for the girls, we have five teams. Mandeville Lakers Elite are on the top of that with Cajun Rage in second. Uh, recent games, Louisiana Fire Juniors. Uh, beat Mandeville Lakers four to zero. Cajun Rage and Baton Rouge um, uh, wound up tying one to one. Louisiana Fire Juniors and the Cajun uh, Rage wound up tying one to one. So that's the older groups. Now let's go to the middle range groups. First of all, with the males, U fifteen. Um, we have six teams in that, and we have the Baton Rouge Black solidly on top, with second place going to the Mandeville Lakers Elite heading into the high school break. Uh, the recent results are Louisiana Fire Juniors lost to Baton Rouge Black 2 to nothing, and tied the Dynamo Juniors 4-4. Uh, four four. So that's U15. Okay, that's Division One And Division Two. Um, Shreveport United Blue is on top. With Mandeville Lakers premier in second place and Homa Thibodeau a close third. Uh, recent results for, for uh, that age group, Baton Rouge wound up beating Louisiana Fire Juniors one and nothing. And then Louisiana Fire Juniors wound up tying Homa Thibodeau Blackhawks two to two. Uh, yesterday, Baton Rouge um, lost to Louisiana Fire Juniors three to two. And the Blackhawks uh, wound up beating Louisiana Fire Juniors. Two to one. So that's U15. Okay. Uh, and U16 action for the boys. Um, Mandeville Lakers Elite are in first place uh, uh, with 12 points. Uh, recent results there is Ascension Flight lost to Louisiana Fire Juniors four to nothing. Mandeville Lakers beat Baton Rouge two to one. Cajun Fury beat Ascension Flight two to one. In Division Two, Shreveport United is on top with Louisiana Fire Juniors um, uh, and Baton Rouge, um, both tied for second. Recent results there. Uh, on Saturday, Shreveport United beat Louisiana Fire Juniors 4-0. And on Sunday, Louisiana Fire Juniors beat Covington's Hawks 2-0. Okay, in U-17 action, uh, in Division One. Right now, Mandeville's in first place with hardly any games played. But in Division II, uh, Baton Rouge is in first place with a three-way tie for second between the Fire Juniors, Montagua, Blue Eagle, and Homa Thibodeau Blackhawks. Recent results there were Natchitoches wound up losing to Louisiana Fire Juniors 8 to nothing. A lot of these U-17 teams are shutting it down for high school. And now it comes to U-15. Okay, we have the Cajun Rage Academy sitting on top, uh, and they're on top of the Louisiana Fire Juniors. And something that uh, somebody alerted me to uh, was that this Cajun Rage team is full of seventh graders and um, uh, uh, younger, younger girls. And that, that's, quite, that's quite an impressive uh, result. Um, a lot of these girls are 05, 06 uh, Girls, and so um, um, there really must be a talented, talented group to have those kind of results. And uh, um, Louisiana Fire Juniors, uh, there's results from Saturday. The Fire Juniors beat Baton Rouge, one to nothing. Cajun Rage 
be Sleto Youth Green 2-1. to one. Uh, Sleto Youth came back, though, on Sunday and beat Shreveport 2-0. to zero. And then that game I was telling you about, Cajun Rage beat the Fire Juniors 3-2. to two. And then Baton Rouge Black beat St. Charles Dortmund 4-0. to zero. For the girls, Division 2 for U15, Louisiana Fire Juniors and the Lady Hawks are tied for first place. Recent results there are uh, Mandeville wound up beating Pards 8-0. So that's U15 for the girls. For U16 girls, um, you have Louisiana Fire Juniors in first place with Baton Rouge Black in second. Recent results there, Louisiana Fire Juniors beat the Covington Tammany Tigers 6-1. to one. And the Baton Rouge Black beat the Louisiana Fire Juniors 3-0. In Division 2, Slido Youth Green is solidly on top with 14 points with Louisiana Fire Juniors in second. Uh, recent results there was Louisiana Fire Juniors tied Mandeville Lakers 2-2. U-17 girls, uh, Cajun Rage and Baton Rouge Black are tied for first place uh, got a chance to see them this weekend. Um, Shreveport United, the Louisiana Fire Juniors uh, uh, played, and Shreveport came up with a victory 3-1. to one. In Division Two, you have Cajun Rage on top of Baton Rouge uh, Red. And um, recent results there, or uh, I guess they shut it down for high school. But anyhow, Cajun Rage is only one point ahead of Baton Rouge Red, uh, who are in second place with nine points. Okay, U13 and U14. I start off with the men, um, or the boys, rather. Um, anyhow, Louisiana Fire Juniors is in first place and with their B team in second place. So um, that's a good sign for them in the future for this group as they get older. Um, for recent results, Baton Rouge Black, Ty Cajun Fury 1-1, and Louisiana Fire Juniors, the 07s, Beat uh, the Homa Thibodeau Blackhawks four to one in Division Two. Mandeville's on first place with with sixteen points, with Dynamo Juniors in second place. And our results there our recent is just one Cajun Fury tied Louisiana Fire Juniors one to one. Okay, now for you fourteen boys. Um, in Division One. Louisiana Fire Juniors are in top with seven, while Baton Rouge Black is in second place with seven points. And we had one game this weekend. Baton Rouge Black beat Mandeville Lakers 6-0. to zero. In Division Two, the Cajun Furies on top with 11. Slidell Youth Green is in second place with two. And uh, no recent results there for the boys. Okay, in the for the females, U13. All right, the Cosmos Force, which I really don't know anything about. Uh, if you are a part of the Cosmos Force, please get in touch with me. I'd like to interview y'all. Um, you can get in touch with me at, at MNFUTBOL, either on Twitter or on Facebook or on LA Prep Soccer. But anyway, this group is in first place, and Louisiana Fire Juniors is in second place, uh, five points behind them. Uh, recent results were the Ascension Flight lost to Louisiana Fire Juniors Two to zero and U13 Division Two. Fire Juniors are on top of Baton Rouge Red. Uh, juniors have 13 points and Red has eight. Only results there is Madison Youth Boosters beat uh, the home of Thibodeau Lady Hawks four to two. That's U13, U14 girls. Um, 
In Division One, Baton Rouge Black is on top of the Lakers Elite, nine to seven, uh, nine points to seven points. Uh, no recent games there. In Division Two, Lafouche Legacy and Mandeville Lakers are tied with uh, ten points apiece, and I guess all those teams played in the Mandeville Halloween Cup. All right. Um, I'm kind of leery about doing this, but let's go look at U11 and U12. Instead of going through uh, going through scores, I think, um, well, maybe we should. For U11, the blue division, Louisiana Fire Juniors and Baton Rouge are tied on top of the tables. Latest game was Shreveport United and Slido Youth went 0-0. In the gold division, the Blackhawks are above the Covington Hurricanes 10-6. With the latest uh, game, Blackhawks beat Covington four to zero. Okay, in uh, in U twelve for the boys uh, in Division one, Louisiana Fire Juniors are on top with the Cajun Fury in second. Recent results there: Louisiana Fire Juniors beat the Fury two to nothing. In Division two, the Baton Rouge Black team is in first place with fifteen. South Tangi is in second uh, with seven points. And Dynamo Juniors beat Mandeville, Madisonville Youth 5-3 to three, uh, on Saturday. For girls, U11, you have Baton Rouge Black on top, tied with the Louisiana Fire Juniors 9-9. Nine nine. Recent results of U11 Blue, uh, there are none. I'm sure they played in the Halloween Cup. For the Gold Division, you have Baton Rouge on top of uh, – Cajun Rage and Shreveport United. Shreveport United and Cajun have four points apiece of Baton Rouge with nine. And you're going to see a lot of those results probably uh, next semester. Uh, like I said, I think a lot of those girls went to the Halloween Cup. Now for Division One for U12, Slidell's on top of Baton Rouge, 10 to 7. Uh, we had a game, Slidell Green and Mandeville Lakers tied 0 0 in Division Two. Um, Mandeville is on top of the Cajun Rage and Madison Youth Boosters, um, 13 to 8. Uh, Madisonville and Cajun Pride are tied uh, with each other there. One game of recent uh, uh, play is the Cajun Rage beat the Ascension Flight 5 to 0. Well, I need a break after all of that. I'm so glad high school's coming up. Our score is going to get a lot more intense in a couple of weeks with all the high school games that are going to be played. And I will try to do our best here on Monday Night Football. When we come back, we're going to go over um, just a little synopsis of what happened at the um, LHSAA Soccer Executive Board meeting on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. Okay, everybody, and welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. And now let's go over the LHSAA Executive Board uh, meeting, what, what what took place. And one thing that was just really frustrating for all of us is the process of the LHSAA and the fact that it's already passed the deadline to submit any changes. The principals, I think, of the day of the meeting, we had it last Thursday, the principals were given 130 rule changes to to uh to contemplate for the January annual meeting. Of course, the one change that we hope that they implement is that they'll get rid of the split um uh Louisiana Select Association uh Select Schools Association and that we can come back together uh with all of our sports and um and stop this nonsense 
of having nine or 10 state champions for a sport, okay? Thank God soccer's not like that. So I, I don't mind if they ignore soccer totally in January and just get that fixed. Um, that in itself would be a, a huge win for Louisiana. But anyway, um, uh, the, the meeting started out with the referees talking about uh, what are the rule changes. And, of course, all the coaches know what they are because we had to take our online clinic. By the way, you coaches out here, you got till the 26th to get that done. Anyhow, when a, a player is going to be – when a player goes on the field with improper equipment, um, uh, there's going to be no cautions given this time. And uh, they're going to, of course, be asked to leave the field and, um, and, and, to, and to change. That's an improperly equipped player. Not a person who has illegal things on, like ear jewelry or uh, bracelets or things of like that. Those kids are still going to get a caution for being that brazen. Okay, now, um, now for a stoppage of play, um, if the goalie catches it and there's a stoppage of play, uh, instead of them being able to boot the ball, uh, it's going to be an indirect kick. That's a pretty minor change. About the crazy change that I think is going to be comical until somebody goes into the hospital is that a drop ball can be contested by everybody, okay? Yes, you heard that right. You can have all 11 players from a team surrounding the ball, willing to, to like in a rugby-style scrum, go after it once the ball touches the ground. I think that is ridiculous, okay? That's just my opinion. My opinion is worth as much as anybody else's. Give me your opinion on MNFUTBOL or on, fa on Facebook or on Twitter. Love to hear it. Anyhow, uh, one thing that I think is going to be good for the game is this college rule on subs. Um, in the last five minutes, it will lead to Clock stopping, of course, all you guys who like to play that game, you're probably going to just try to milk the clock in the the five minutes before the last five minutes, which it's it's all stalling. And it, that's just a product of um, the international game has only three subs. And so you've earned the right to slow the game down and make subs in the last 10 minutes. It's kind of like it's not bad sportsmanship in a way because of the fact that you know, you you were able to beat that team with your starting 11 and you still have gotten the right to, to sub these players on. And so when you get to the 80th minute or so, it, you can milk that 10 minutes. Um, well, with unlimited substitution, that's very unsportsmanlike, okay? Um, you've been able to sub all game long and now you're just going to waste time so the other team doesn't have a chance to touch the ball. And, and boy, we've seen this drama play itself out with people like, hobbling off the field and 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 now y'all you're gonna see games with stoppage time in the 14 minute range okay because you're gonna still be allowed to sub uh in the last five minutes that won't go away but the referee's gonna have to stop her or his uh watch when that happens um uh anyhow you're still not gonna get rid of gamesmanship that's gonna make gamesmanship a little bit more inconvenient I think okay one ticky tack change is for those of you who are really uh, soccer aficionados, uh, the referee doesn't have to lift two arms now to say advantage. She or he can lift one arm, which is kind of ticky-tacky, okay? Um, anyhow, uh, something that's going to confuse everybody is as the club ball has changed and, and FIFA has changed to allow goal kicks to be kicked short within the box uh, in high school, that rule is not going to be in effect 
yes, for some reason, the National Federation of High Schools decides that they're, they have the right to look at the FIFA changes for a whole calendar year and to see if they're going to go along with FIFA, only the governing body of soccer in the planet Earth. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, uh, uh, one thing that I was relieved to hear, though, is, uh, you know, restarts are a big part of high school soccer, and I think the wall is a big deal. And in club soccer and in FIFA soccer, you can't get into the wall because all the shenanigans that go into it. But I personally think getting in the wall is a great advantage for the offensive team. And uh, uh, I, I have many strategies concerning that. And in club ball, I had to throw them all away. Here in high school ball, we could still keep them. All right? So um, that's good. And the referees kind of showed also that uh, unsportsmanlike um, conduct is now going to be a little bit more clarified because we have an inordinate, um, or inordinate rather amount of uh, ejections in soccer and high school soccer compared to other high school sports. But it's not fair because a lot of those ejections, if you want to call them that, are just for two yellow card fouls, you know? Uh, if a person has five fouls in a uh, basketball game, they're not ejected from the game. They foul out of the game. If you would call every one of the foul outs an ejection, uh, they would be off the charts. So uh, now blatant misconduct is going to have its own check mark, and people will be able to look and see, especially the people in the brass, be able to see how much, how many of those ejections were from unsportsmanlike conduct. I think they're going to be surprised that soccer, for the most part, is in control. Okay? Now, we had a lot of talk, and just a lot of that talk, about how we should handle the amount of games a team plays. Should we should we not allow teams that didn't play 15 games to get in? Should tournament games be 40 minutes? And if not, why in the world are we going to have a game that's uh, that has 30-minute halves count for a game that has 40-minute halves, okay? You don't think there's a difference in that? Start playing your your district games in 30 minutes and see if uh, you don't see a difference. Anyhow, um, um, a, lot of, a lot of the truth that came out of it was that um, a lot of what we do is batting off a of girls softball. They've got – girls softball seems to have found – a way to go. And one of the things that they were talking about in the thing, in the meeting was, don't worry about tournament games and non-tournament games. Let's just have a cap of 34 games. And whether they're tournament or non-tournament, and uh, it, it had some merit. But y'all, look, all the talking that we did do, we're not going to affect this season uh, at all. We're not going to affect next season. It's for three seasons from now. Because for, th for that to be made into a rule, a principal has to write it up and that would make it a rule change for the next January, meaning that would make a rule change for the next season. That's the 2022 season, y'all. I think it's really kind of crazy that that um, that it, the, the process is that cumbersome. I remember we wrote the first wild card um, proposal in LHSA history for soccer, and it took us about 18 months to get it to go through due process. Um, and listening we have a new executive director now Fallon Buckner did leave um and uh, which was a shocker to most of us in the room we didn't know that she had left and and so um anyway um 
what we heard from the uh, from the LHSAA in total was uh, number one that uh, that we heard from Adam McDowell, who's really um, a, a very efficient guy. We found anyhow, uh, he kind of talked to us about the whole idea of of um, how they're going to have a constitutional lawyer to stop all the all the uh, tic tac stuff um, when it comes to when it comes to um, the rules and the rule changes and making sure that we've changed one rule in one sport, it doesn't adversely affect the. Um, the rest of the sports that are out there, okay? And um, anyhow, uh, I'm trying to find out the name of of the uh, of the new soccer guy, and I, I can't remember his name for the life of me. I didn't write it down. I'm sorry, all of you there, uh, for that. Uh, I think it's Lee Sanders, but I'm not positive about that. Anyway, we're going to get to know uh, – these people. Oh, it's no, it's Michael Federico. I'm sorry. He played at Eco Classique. And uh, anyhow, he doesn't even have his picture on the LSSA website, but he's going to be our new executive director. We've made so much progress with our executive director with um, Fallon Buckner that uh, I hope that we have success here with this one. And uh, we're going to try to have him on the show. I invited him on the show at the meeting and let's see what happens. Um, I hope we have United uh, LHSA soon. But um, um, I'm hoping that the common sense kind of kind of kicks in with with all of this. And uh, one thing that I want to tell you, though, that um, that Mr. McDowell said was that they really want to get rid of the effective immediately proposals. Like they don't want to see something in January come into play for this year's playoffs. Okay, and so they made that kind of clear. And surprise, everybody! I don't know about y'all, but I've really been enjoying Lafayette hosting the uh, state championships. But now they're going to be in Hammond. The Southeastern won the bid. There's no more arguing about it. They have it. Uh, I hope that they uh, consult all the people in UL Lafayette who uh, in LYSA who kind of put on the tournament for the last couple of years in Lafayette. I hope it's just as good um, uh, as the last couple of years have been. And also, it looks like we're going to have our Louisiana High School Soccer Coaches Association meeting there. And, y'all, we got a lot to talk about in that meeting because at the end of the meeting with tears on play, um, Doug Hamilton uh, announced his uh, end of his tenure as president of Louisiana High School Soccer Coaches Association. I know that was really tough for him to do. He and I go way back. And uh, when this when this association was headed by Jerry Mueller, people like uh, Brother Tim Caldwell and Trevor Watkins, and, um, and now it's time to pass the torch to the next generation. Okay, um, Chad Vadrine is going to take over right now as the interim uh, president, but we'll have to elect our new president in the next meeting. I think it's the next meeting anyway, or at least nominate the new president then, and uh, and we'll go from there. So uh, you you are now a part of the end of an era. The uh, next generation is going to take over. I'm part of the older generation. I'm not retiring. I'm kicking and screaming here instead of the political realm here at the radio uh, end of it, okay? All right, so we've gone through all of that, and now I can put the pen down, and we can start talking about high school soccer. Uh, we're going to do the high school previews this next 
week. Okay, I can't wait for it. If you want your high school um, uh, touted or your district touted, you got to get in touch with me because I'm just going to go with the research that I do on my own uh, next week and we'll let bygones be bygones, let the facts speak for themselves. But it'd be good if I had some interviews with a bunch of y'all. We're going to have a Facebook Live session or two as well uh, to try to cover to just the immense amount of news that we're going to have. We're going to try to have two broadcasts a week, one Facebook Live, one radio uh, show, try to keep up with all the games that are happening. Uh, with everybody playing about 34 games, uh, there's a lot of games going down, and all of them have an effect on the playoffs. So anyhow, uh, I'm going to take a break <laughs> uh, and get cranked up for high school previews for next week on Monday Night Football. I want to thank my engineer, Andrew uh, Derrida, for uh, doing all this work for me. And, um, and we'll see you next week on Monday Night Football, God willing. May God bless you and your families. Carpe diem in Christ. And, uh, and see you on the fields. Bye-bye.